Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, do you remember, like, uh, five years ago when Disney said that they were working on Reflections, a Disney Vacation Club lodge on the Seven Seas Lagoon or whatever? You remember that? No. No, but I yeah. do remember Reflections. Reflections. Um, basically, they did, they immediately canceled it. Um, oh, so it was 2018. So yeah, five years ago. Um, they immediately canceled those plans, I guess, uh, because the pandemic, probably, um, they canceled them, but um, they've basically... Yeah, there was, a, there was a little thing that happened right around yeah. that time that really threw a kink in a lot of plans for a lot of people. They've, Florida has now granted them an extra five years of, of permits for that uh, because they, you know, like... I would understand if they started construction, maybe the state would need to go back in and reevaluate some stuff, but they literally did nothing. And so I figure everything is, you know, the pretty much the same and they can just go ahead and say, yeah, you can have another five, five years on that. I, I, you know, this is, this is proof that I have no understanding of how any of this stuff works. Cause <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I mean, yeah, if you want to do this, I mean, I get so I, but I do suppose in five years they could maybe require new, uh, what like environmental impact yeah. surveys and stuff like that yeah. be done. So I guess Disney was just trying to, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like when you don't want to go take the library book back and take a chance on somebody else getting it. So you just try to extend your, your loan or whatever. So I guess Disney extended their loan here. Now, my question is, do we think that this means that Reflections is still in the cards or that Disney just doesn't want to? Because I, I, I think I Reflections don't... is still in the cards because if, if for nothing else, that it is a DVC property and Disney. Uh, that's a fair point. Disney really seems to be interested in creating more and more DVC properties. Um, Disney really likes money. Yeah, that's, that's true. I have friends who who love to go to Walt Disney World too, and and they have been talking to me about renting DVC points to go to Disneyland. Now that the Disneyland Hotel uh, has those DVC villas, and like, I think I th I think I might be okay. Like, I don't like the ones that are going up at the Poly because they're basically destroying some of the views out of the the Polynesian rooms, but. I don't know these these DVC resorts, you know, that are just just for DVC, like the Riviera. Um, I would be interested in trying a DVC rental, you know, renting somebody's points or buying somebody's points and and staying at the Riviera or something just to see, because um, you know that sounds like it might be it might be nice. I've looked at some of the like Jumbo House uh, Savannah View. Uh, rooms mm -hmm. over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and you can stay. I found some in, in like the quote off season that were you know like two thousand twenty five hundred bucks for uh, seven nights um, for like a two bedroom, and that seems you know if you could split that between two couples or whatever, if you had somebody you were going with, that seems like a, a pretty good deal 
to be able to stay at a, in a savanna view room. So I don't know if, if this means that there's more opportunities to DVC point rent for normal people. Um, I, you know, that's fine, but, uh, it still doesn't fix the fact that reflection sounds like a, uh, like a retirement home, um, and not really <laughs> a Disney resort. So, um, it doesn't fix that problem, but yeah, I definitely think that this is, they're still, they've, they've, what I, what I imagine the company did is some accountant said, Hey, we want to keep this on the books for, you know, some tax reason that we're, you know, we're still, we've got a hundred million dollars budgeted or whatever for this, this resort. And then, so then somebody in the, somebody in the Florida, uh, lobbying department went over there and said like, Hey, why don't we get another five years on that? And, um, so they, they have this for, I'm what I would assume is tax reasons. Uh, but, yeah, I I think it's probably still in development just because it's a DVC resort. Yeah, and I mean anything can happen. I just don't. I, to my knowledge, they've they haven't actively done anything with this project. They have and not, and I have no reason to believe that they're suddenly going to start doing anything related. To, though, as you said, DVC does give it a higher than normal chance of of getting started. I suppose. By the way, if you're looking at renting points, just pay attention. Disney has really cracked down on a lot of stuff that you don't get if you aren't the... Uh, well, I guess renting points isn't the end of the world, but like buying points on the secondhand market and stuff is really weird now from what I... And and again, we are, we are not a DVC podcast. We don't yeah. know all the ins and outs of DVC, but I've just heard that uh that there are some gotchas out there so from what make I've, sure you're doing your research yeah from what i've read it it's mostly makes the process worse for owners like they can't i don't know i don't know i don't know what the specifics are i haven't looked into it very much at all because i love staying at pop because the skyliner rules and the only dvc resort i would really even consider staying at honestly is the riviera because it's on the skyliner and the skyliner rules so um i don't i don't know the specifics but from what i've read most of those crackdowns made it worse for owners to to rent their points out but didn't really change a lot for the people who are renting them but yeah it's i don't I, know my what i'm talking about is more about if you're trying to buy ownership secondhand like if you're trying to buy somebody out oh yeah no nah. and you're not buying directly from disney like yeah. you can do that much cheaper but you lose out like there are certain benefits that don't pass over with yeah. that is it again is my understanding and my understanding is admittedly very limited so feel free <laughs> to add me to correct me uh, on this because again, I've just, I, you know, you, you say, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I've done the Savannah view room. It is amazing. I, I oh, recommend really? that everybody go and do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. We did it. So our family took a trip and we did like kind of a, a, a two, two leg where we did, I think two nights in animal kingdom lodge. And then we did the rest of our trip at like, 
either pop or it could have even been all stars at that point. Oh, okay. I, I honestly don't remember, but you know, cause it's like, we can't afford an entire trip to yeah. do, but we just, you know, wanted to do animal kingdom lodge so bad. And it was incredible. I just can't imagine going out and drinking a cup of coffee, it, watching and the, that's, the and giraffes. that was exactly what we did. Yeah. Yeah. You, you went, you took your, you know, resort mug, went and got your coffee, came back to the room and sat out on the, on the, you know, deck or whatever. And, yeah, just watch the watch the animals eat, and it was so cool. But at the same time, you say twenty seven hundred, twenty five hundred dollars yeah. or whatever for a two bedroom, and I'm like, man, that off season that's like six fifty for seven nights, you know, with a three bedroom, uh, right? At where I go, so. yeah, yeah. But but admittedly, but, I don't think there's anywhere that I've seen that has uh, you know some of the, <laughs> the animals and. Yeah, and all of the the Disney parks. So but there's something if to be you, said for that. If you try to just book a, a Savannah View room, like for a hotel stay, it's like eight hundred dollars a night. It's oh, crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you really want to do it, that's uh, that's also an option. But like you said, um, points are probably the way to go there. Yeah. Um, there's also a new Encanto cake at Saratoga Springs for a limited time. Um weird that it's just at saratoga springs it's seems like encanto is popular enough that they could have it everywhere basically but you have the bruno's vision cake a tres leches uh with dulce de leche whipped cream and then sugar quote vision shards so okay bruno's so I back will, baby i will <laughs> i will admit i'm the one who put this in the show notes and i did it primarily because so the top of it they've put some sort of a, a crumble on top of it that looks like sand. And then they put in like little green shards of, you know, it's just sugar shards is what it is, but little green sugar shards in there. And I just, I love, I don't know why, but I love the, like, it's a simple concept to just to do crumble and some sugar shard in there. But it's, it's so like, if I show you this and say, you know, this is a dessert from a Disney movie, it just immediately reads, uh, you know, in Canto. Yeah. And so I, I just really liked it though. Like you said, I'm very confused as to why Saratoga Springs is the one place that I can get, you know, I, I guess because artist palette and they were like, it's artistic. And so it fits but something. It's for, but, it's for Latin American heritage month, right? Yeah. Is, is, is Saratoga Springs the only place that's celebrating Latin American heritage month? Well, okay. But, now they might have other cakes in other places, man. I didn't. Okay. I did not go through and make sure that you know I covered. You didn't do a every... full cake audit of Walt Disney World. No, I did not. I did not check on all of the current limited time offering cakes <laughs> to, to see. I just I found this one, you know, and thought it looked kind of cool. I apologize. I did not prepare us well enough. But no, it. I don't know. It's a cool cake. I kind of would like to try one i was about to say i'd like to make one but no i wouldn't because i'm too lazy nah, to to make this i don't like dulce de leche or no i'm sorry hang on i do love dulce de leche i don't like tres leches and this seems like a no from me dog just because i'm not a fan of the wetness imparted by a a, a well-made i will say a well-made tres leches is wet cake and i'm not a fan so oh yeah 100 percent it is so essentially this cake would either be 
wrong and Jeremy might like it <laughs> or it would be right yeah. and not be. But now at the same time, the Dolce would add a, I think if you could get the whole bite, you've got right. the, you've got the whipped cream, which is nice and creamy. You got the crumble, which is crunchy. You got the wet cake, which I'm not a fan of, but then the Dolce is like caramelly. So maybe mm-hmm. as a bite, you've got some dry, some wet, some creamy, some caramelly. It might be good. It might be good as a as a full thing instead of just, you know, a tres leches, which is just the cake. So I, I do have a question for you. Do they just slightly rebrand this? Do they change the sugar shards from green to amber? And then for, for, um, for Marvel Month, which I'm assuming that's probably a thing, <laughs> do they just scratch Bruno's off the front and they just call it vision cake and it's just a real sad (laughs) (laughs) it's (laughs) after visions crystal got got oh gosh (laughs) it's just sitting there in the sand Uh, and it hey wait wait just one yellow shard it's got it's got salted caramel to reflect the tears that Wanda oof Too soon? Maybe. Maybe too soon. I don't know. But there you go. But in the meantime, it's, it's Bruno's Vision Cake. <laughs> and it, it it looks pretty good. I wonder over... They could do it at Coronado Springs with guitars and make it a cocoa thing. Just put sugar guitars on the same cake and make it a cocoa... Ah, uh, but then it's... Miguel's... Right. Yeah. Fun guitar I, cake. I think they could also just do something totally different... And, uh, you know, have something that... That, that would be pretty funny, is, though. Is a, ...is a much better choice. If it was all just that cake with different sugar shards <laughs> Right, <it>. just with <laughs> different sugar... I mean, would you put it past Disney? Like, I, I wouldn't. They're different. I feel, like they've, I feel like they've done that before. <laughs> where, they've, where they've had, like, here's this one dessert, and we just... We zhuzh it up yeah. slightly differently at each place. And this one's got yellow five it in it. it. But right, this one's exactly. got red four, so... I'm just yeah, saying it, in, it's entirely different. different. It's got a, the just the 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 flavor profile is entirely different mm. between these two cakes. Mm, num, 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 num. Um, we also speaking of things that are the same but slightly different. Um, we also got some new looks at Frozen in Hong Kong Disneyland. And Brad, I have I've. The Asian parks, man. I know we've said this a million times in the past. That the why the Asian parks are like so much better. <laughs> it seems like, especially recently, everything the Asian parks do is just like out of the park, a home run. They are just nailing it, and man, this Frozen Land looks incredible. So, so looking at this, so there's a, there's a couple of things to take from this. Um, first of all, they got a, a roller coaster in addition to frozen ever after, right? Which wandering tokens, sliding sleighs. We talked about frozen ever after with the animatronics that have actual animatronic faces. They're not screens. Um, so that in itself is a plus to the frozen ever after attraction. But yeah, this Wandering Oaken's Sliding Sleighs roller coaster. It is, I mean, it's a an Arendelle Big Thunder Mountain, 
basically, is what it looks yeah. like. It's great. And they they got this, they got the and then they got all of the stuff around it. Like the the what the fountains and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've got the Arendelle Castle and, well, and it's the so, village. It's so a Disney roller coaster because it has, you know, all of the aspects of let's I think a fair comparison might be to Expedition Everest. It has or Big Thunder Mountain. It has all of the aspects of a good roller coaster. It's got a corkscrew or a helix, whatever you call that. It's got, you know, drops and sweeping turns. But all of the things that you would see from a distance are obscured by the mountain. It's not like the Hulk or Rip Ride Rocket or Velocicoaster at Universal where it's just an exposed steel just, roller coaster. Yeah, this is this is the roller coaster. This is a Disney version of that where maybe it's not as tall, but because it's, you know, there's aspects of this that are interior, the way that both Expedition Everest and Big Thunder Mountain have, it is on the outside, it doesn't, you know doesn't actually look super thrilling but you know that behind this mountain there's like probably four times more roller coaster you know it's just yeah, all hidden seven dwarfs mine train yes it's, it definitely has a it it looks a lot like seven dwarfs mine train it does like i almost to the point longer. where i'm slightly scared that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do hope oh, it's gosh, a little they did, longer they didn't give them a seven dwarfs mine train did they Man, it, but if it was a seven doors mine train that was all roller coaster, yeah. So as the longer that seven doors mine train exists, and the more that I ride it, every time I ride it, I, I think, and we're not the only people who have said this, but I think when we were talking about it after we had both ridden it one time, we said this is a really good roller coaster and a really good dark ride, but it's it's can't be both. It right, needs to either together be, they're too short. Yes. The dark ride portion is way too short. The roller coaster portion is way too short. Um but yeah, it's good. I mean, the the video that they've posted of this shows it's just traditional uh cars. It's not the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train swinging cars. Um so that's good. Um I I don't care for the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train cars very much. I think they're they're a fun novel experience, but on repeat rides, it doesn't it doesn't add anything for me. Um, and I I think I might actually prefer Seven Doors Mine Train if I could experience some of those bank turns as bank turns and not have the without the car the car try to le- or the car not try to the car leveling itself you right. know in the turns. I think it would be more enjoyable if they were actually like a, a hard bank. So I think that's a good choice by them to actually just do traditional roller coaster cars. But yeah, I love the look of this. It's beautiful. Those fountains or the waterfalls are beautiful. The I mean, everything just looks <laughs> great. They're beautiful. They look like they've put in, um, God, what mount, which Mountain Dew is that? <laughs> Baja Blast. There you go. It's got that's that icy it, Baja it. Blast. Got, yep. It's got, they put Baja <laughs> Blast in it. Man, if you go watch the, go watch the video that Disney put out for this 
and look at that waterfall and try to tell try to tell me that that is just regular <laughs> water and not Baja Blast going through there. Hong Kong uh, Disneyland has definitely purchased an interest in blue dye. Yes, because a, a, con- a controlling yeah. interest in blue dye. You know what? That'll be kind of interesting. The inside uh, of this mountain is a blue dye manufacturing right, plant. Yeah. The roller coaster is one minute long, but the rest of this mountain just hides a blue dye manufacturing plant. Like, what do you think it'll be three years from now when that blue dye has been just going over those <laughs> sections over and over and over again? The rocks are just going to be blue. Exactly. Everything's going to be bleached blue. And then, yeah. and then that'll be right about the time that, you know, Avatar makes its big comeback. <laughs> and then they'll just switch the entire land over to <laughs> to Pandora and call it a day. Congratulations. Man. Synergy, baby. I cannot. But, I can't even imagine how successful this is going to be. It is so cool looking. I mean, just like I said, the the getting so outside of the attractions, right? Which again, the roller coaster looks super cool, and then you've got the good Frozen Ever After. Yes. And, you know, and, and in this video, we're seeing more of the animatronics, I feel like, than what we saw before. Mm-hmm. And it, every time I see more of them, I'm like, it just looks better. This and, has to be what when when people were talking about the World Showcase, like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a World Showcase. We're going to have all these countries represented. This was like the blue sky what if we could do this? That's what they have here with Arendelle. I mean, just this immersive, wonderful-looking area. And I understand that the World Showcase is space size constrained, but this has to be like somebody's vision of, of the World Showcase in Epcot was exactly what they're doing here, and I just I love it. This is trans. It's transportative to Arendelle. Like, oh, God, I I just I can't say enough good things about it. It looks so good and fun. And I wish that Hong Kong wasn't a lot of miles away. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I will I will say that I feel like there are areas of the World Showcase where you get that transportative feel it, yeah. it generally involves walking further into each country and japan. some countries have that better than others japan, yeah, japan I is think really good for one. sure um france is a really good one for that as well yeah because it's got it's got some depth to it especially now that remy's opened and that whole back area is bigger you can actually kind of go into japan or go into france and you can't see anything Epcot anymore, except the Skyliner, obviously. The Skyliner right. kind of loom, looms over <laughs> yes, everything. Over but, everything. Yeah, France is good. But but yeah, this is this this is kind of like what Pandora at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Right? Where you've just got this entire feels like you're you're visiting Arendelle area. And by Once the way, you walk uh, over that bridge in Pandora, you're done. I mean, you're yeah. you're out of the Animal Kingdom at that or, point, or 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 um, Galaxy's Edge, and so I think this is I think this speaks to this being what Disney is going for now, and and I'm I am here for it. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, by the way, I was scrolling through this video, watching those animatronics again. Um, I hate to tell you this, but 
they did not get rid of the video faces completely because their trolls are video face. It's projection. Yeah, I don't care. But I, don't care I about mean, the trolls. but all of the primary, and that's the thing. Like you don't you don't have to do literally every character be a full animatronic, but all of the primary characters are full animatronics. Honestly, and if only the Elsa was was full animatronic, not, yeah. Because you would already consider that to be a big win. Yeah, well, because the Elsa animatronic moves with the fluidity of the shaman in Navi River Journey and of Hondo in uh, uh, Smuggler's Run. I mean, that the way that Elsa's arms move in Frozen Ever After at Epcot is, I mean, I would say peak, uh, peak animatronic. I mean, it's very fluid. It looks great. The issue is the face is flat. And watching the the animatronic do what, you know, I haven't gone in and done a frame-by-frame frame reference between the two. But watching this animatronic do the same body and arm movements with an animatronic face and eyes, yeah, just it's gonna that. Yeah, going to hit better. Yes, it hits so much better. And so, because I, I, have, I have long been a proponent of that Elsa animatronic. The way that she moves her arms in the in the big moment of Frozen Ever After is great. I think it looks... Oh, absolutely. It's wonderful. She's a great animatronic. But the face stinks. Um, so, yeah, even if they had just done Elsa, I would have been a big fan of it. But the fact that we got Anna and uh, Kristoff... Um, it looks like some of the trolls, at least, are real. But it, it to me that doesn't matter because that's such a that's such a, a short. You know, it's like the seven dwarfs and seven dwarfs mind train. Also, they're you know not the the main portion of that attraction, but it's still like you know if they had just made them fully animatronic. Uh, I think that that would be better too, and maybe maybe I would have a little more goodwill for the dark ride section of that attraction. You know, I I don't know because it, if they were fully animatronic, it still wouldn't make that dark ride section longer. It and wouldn't, honestly. I don't. Maybe they should animatronic them in half the speed. <laughs> right there, you go. That'll that'll fix everything. No, because I just I like. While I don't care for the video animatronics there, I don't feel like it's as egregious as it is in Frozen Ever After because the what the hook of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is, it's a roller coaster. Now, that said, yes, I still would prefer that they do real animatronics there, yeah. but I think it's more egregious at Ever After because the, you know, it's a dark ride. So the animatronic, like, yeah, you could you could argue the the you know the boat going down the slope, but I, it's well, nah, it's different. And, and ever me. after is a mix too because you get Olaf, you get a fully yeah, animatronic Olaf, but you have right. the human you know quote human characters are are screens, and so you have a good Olaf, and then and and that gives you a comparison point at least Frozen Ever After or at least uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Everything is a screen, so you don't Man, have really anything hope, to compare it to. I really hope people aren't tired of us beating this drum because I can guarantee you, as we get more info, you know, as we get more videos and stuff out yeah. of this land, this is going to come up again. Because and let me let's talk about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? Just yeah, kidding. We don't need to talk about the Mickey and Minnie. Really hit it. But um, okay, Can we, but there is there is one there is something else I want to talk about with this because you brought up the you know Epcot the World Showcase all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Looking at this land, this is this frustrates me so much more about the way that Disney chose to go about handling Frozen. This is the treatment Frozen deserved at Walt Disney World, and it deserved to happen either at Hollywood Studios or at Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Frozen deserved its own land, and it would not, like, I would, everybody knows, I would be up in arms had this happened at Epcot, where they were just like, yeah, Norway, nah, we're we're just going to do Arendelle now, right? Like, that would be stupid. Or at least I think that would be stupid. If you don't think that would be stupid, I'm sorry. I think I would have hated it, but I think it would have been more intellectually honest at least. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because again, the whole thing is, is Garbo the way, the way that they did it. But that said, like they got, they cheated themselves out of what could have been a better, because again, outside of, outside of the roller coaster and outside of frozen ever after, Look at this land, man. Look at that castle. Look at that village that they did. And imagine that they, you know, look at the, look at the snow covered mountains. You know, they could have done all of that at Walt Disney World somewhere. Brad, I'm about to say something that I don't. They could have had all of this. They could have had, they could have had her ice palace up in the mountain. Like, you know, all of the stuff that they have at Hong Kong, we could have had too, but it it would have never fit in in uh in Epcot. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to say something that is probably going to be the last thing you say as a <sighs> as part of this podcast. I, I won't do it. I wish they had done this instead of Galaxy's Edge. Okay, yeah. That's that's fine. Seeing this, seeing what they did in Hong Kong, <laughs> I love Star Wars. I absolutely love Star Wars and I love Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance is a wonderful attraction, but as an area, as a land, I think this would be a lot, one, a lot more popular than Galaxy's Edge. But if they had done Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland and done this in DHS... I think that would have been a much better combo. Let people go to California if they wanted to see Galaxy's Edge and let's have the world of Frozen in Hollywood Studios instead. That's differentiation on both coasts. And also we could, we had the space. They had the space to do this right in Hollywood Studios. And I think that that would be really cool because right now, the, the the rise show building is kind of right in the dead center of of uh, Galaxy's Edge, but if they could have if they could have rejiggered the the attractions a little bit, you could have all this like wide open space with the water and stuff back there. And yeah, I kind of wish DHS had a, a frozen land. I can't believe I'm saying that because of the you know I hate <laughs> normally the IPification of things, but seeing what it could have been. Yeah. I think it would have been awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and 
Hollywood Studios is designed around IPification. Yeah. So there's a Frozen show there already. Right. And and that's, you know, like my my whole thing against IPification of Epcot is because that's like not Epcot's vibe and that's totally Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. Like that's that's why I said it would be one of those two parks because that's where this would fit. Yeah. And I would still love now I don't think I can get all the way to over Galaxy's Edge because Star Wars is still super popular. Like I, see, I, I, thought, see I, was, your, I thought I was going to get you with keeping it at Disneyland, though, because you. I you see fo- your point, but well, and that's what I was about to say. But when you said do one at one park and do the other at the other park, I'm totally behind that because yeah, keep you know not just having not just creating duplicates on both coasts, I think would be great. So. And- Disneyland has the good rise too, the one that they opened second and fixed all the problems. Right? Yeah, but but if they would have only done one, yeah. Disneyland would have had the only one, and then there would be no good rise. Yeah, there would just be the rise. Uh, so you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a mixed bag there as well. But yeah, I think I think that it could have it could have been uh, it could have been incredible to have this, and you know. We got we got something, and I don't know. Maybe this doesn't work out the way that it does without Frozen Ever After at Epcot and the popularity of it. And yeah. you know, maybe that's why we don't have an entire Frozen Land because Disney wasn't at the at the time where Frozen Ever After was decided. They weren't ready to commit to an entire land, and so Hong Kong just gets the benefit of waiting longer. Yeah, and Disney saying, "Okay, yeah, now we can see putting the resources behind." an entire area of the park, but man, this is, this just looks so good. Yeah. And I, and I wish that we had it, you know, stateside, like you said, without having so many miles (laughs) between me and it, how many thousands of dollars does it take to get to Hong Kong before you even pay for room and board and park tickets? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the answer is many, (laughs) a lot. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a magical day. Bye.